My career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? My relationship is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. I'll never find love. Why can't I be like other gay guys? Hey guys, it's time to get a grip, stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40-plus gay life. Let's get to the show with your tell-it-like-it-is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick or a diva unless you act like one first. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of 40-plus gay men gay talk. This is where we don't just talk about hooking up, as you guys know, but we talk about hooking up into your life and getting things done that you really want to do for us guys that are gay men over 40. And sometimes one of the most challenging things is just finding your place in the world or going, I'm in my place in the world, but I'm not sure I should let everybody know exactly who I am. And what I'm talking about is in your work life. And this is a struggle for most of us. I mean, at some point in time, we have worked in a job or we've been somewhere. We're like, so what did you and your wife do? And you're like, oh, you know, I'm not married and or whatever comes up and different things start to show up. And it's always such an interesting conversation to have. And one of my buddies from my speaking world, who's an amazing guy, who's done super cool stuff with helping people through HR work to executive coaching, to being a speaker himself. He does some stuff in the neuroscience world. We have some very similar paths. We're both dads. We've both been in the executive world. He continues to play there. Yet he's pretty much just who he is in all aspects of life. And I felt like having my buddy Jeff Nally on the podcast to talk about how do you be out and come out at work and whether you do or you don't would be a great conversation. So Jeff, buddy, I'm so happy to have you here today and talking about what I think is one of one, probably one of the more crucial subjects that we could cover as gay men over 40. So thanks for being here, man. Thanks Rick. Yeah. Thanks. It's great to be here. It's good to be with you again. So Jeff knows that he just takes over from here and I just shut up and he talks about everything that needs to get done. (laughs) But uh, that's the way we do this stuff, right? It's like, you know, hey. That's right. That's right. It's a great conversation. Absolutely. I don't say anything and you just do it. But uh, so let's let's (laughs) seriously talk a little bit about you've you've held some pretty high up positions in many different companies. Um, And at what point did you start to realize maybe I need to disclose some stuff or maybe I don't need to disclose some stuff. Like what was at that point in time in your life? Was it when you were younger, as you got into your midlife, when did you start to feel like I need to really be real about that? I'm a gay man. Yeah. Well, like a lot of people in my late teens, I I realized I was gay and I didn't want to have that facade any longer. And so I did come out to my family and my close friends um, I was not really coming out at work per se, because obviously I was in lower level positions. There wasn't right. a whole lot of attention paid to me. But um, as time went on and I started to, to lead in human resources, HR and executive coaching is my field. Um, I realized that, well, now you know all employees are coming to me. I'm on the leadership team. And while I never hid who I was or uh, that I was gay or that I had a partner or a boyfriend or that I was dating. Um, it wasn't a topic that I share with everyone. I think you know the crucial yeah. point came when I left one large corporation and I was getting ready uh, to go to another uh, large manufacturing company. I was going to be the head of human resources for all 13 locations. Um, and I kind of knew the, the president and the HR uh, leader who was hiring me uh, let me know. I mean, I, I knew that they knew I was gay, but I, something just didn't feel right because I hadn't actually talked about it directly. So I met for a final interview with the president of the company 
at a restaurant for breakfast. Uh, and I said, I sat down and I said, I have really appreciated this. I really want this job and I love what you're doing and I'm gonna be a part of it, but I need to show you this. And so I gave him a photograph of me and my husband and our um, two-year-old son. And I said, this is my family. And I know you probably already know, but I need to know if this is gonna be a problem for all the people in manufacturing plants that I'm gonna lead or for you or the shareholders or anybody else. And he, turned, he gave me the photograph back and he said, it's not a problem for any of us. Now, I know that's kind of rare because that doesn't happen to every gay man in the workplace, yep. but it really was a relief. And I realized I could be myself in any part of that company and I could come out or be as open as I wanted to be, or it didn't have to be uh, yeah. something that I had to be so open about all the time. And so ever since then, um, it's been easier and easier for me. And I hope for most gay men, especially over 40 to talk about with their employer or as they get a promotion or when they change jobs or when it's appropriate that there is, this is who I am and this is who my family is, or this is who my partner is, or I'm still single, but you know, I'm a gay person. I want to make sure this is not going to get in the way. And I think that's a really interesting way to talk about it. Like I want to make sure that nothing's going to get in the way of us doing work together. It's yeah. not, I never asked for anyone's opinion, right? We don't say, do you believe in this or not? Or is it okay? I was like, is this going to get in the way of us doing our work together? And that's how I've framed it. And it's always been a no, even yeah. in Fortune 100 companies, even in rural manufacturing companies I've worked with. And I think as gay men over 40, we can probably have more confidence Mm -hmm. in the, the people that we're working with and the organizations we're working for when we say, I just want to make sure this doesn't get in the way of what we're working on together. And it won't. What it gets in the way of is people's opinions and perceptions. And that might be a good time for them to bring it up. But we're focused on the work. And no one's ever said, yeah, this is going to get in the way. This is going to get in the way of you leading HR or us making this product or us offering this service to our customers. I love that, Jeff, because I do believe it's how we position it. You know, I think the way you position it about, is this going to get in the way of us working together? It's more about keeping the focus on work. It's about how we show up mm -hmm. in the world and that we can have our differences. I mean, I don't think either you right. are going to say, you know, we're surrounded by 100% of people who probably warmly embrace, you know, us as gay men. But- if we don't make it an issue, then I found when I don't make it like the focus, so to speak, of my work right. world, and you and I have both been numerous times together at um, National Speakers Association, mm -hmm. where we proudly go to the LGBTQ mixer and show up for that. But in our interactions yep. in the hallways and everything, it's kind of a, it's like, it's a non-topic, so to speak. You know, and yet you've shown yeah. up with your husband yeah. there and I'm like, hey, whatever works, works, you know, and I, this isn't about hiding something. Yeah. This is about realizing. I guess the easiest way to say this and the, some people listening to this are going to go, but that's not exactly what happens. Well, it kind of is. It's not about homosexuals. I mean, heterosexuals saying, well, because I'm heterosexual, does this make this a problem for you? They live their life. And yeah. I think the more we learn to just live our life and not make it an issue, the easier it is to get through and not yeah. make this the focal point of stuff, so to speak. Does that make right. sense? 
It is. And, and as I've worked, you know, in human resources and companies through 2015 and then, you know, started my own business and continue to consult, coach and guide HR professionals and companies in uh, helping their leaders be stronger. One of the things that keeps coming up is, you know, companies are even small organizations started their journey toward employee engagement in the late 90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And the ones that were late to the game, the companies that were late started in like 2010. So this whole notion of companies finding out how can we help employees bring their whole selves to work? We already have a business case for why that's important. Yep. And we want to retain and attract the best talent possible. So they've already been on this journey of accepting employees for who they are, not assuming every employee is a cookie cutter right. and is going to be the same in every job or every position. So there's this window that's opened up. And I'll, I will argue that more companies who have been doing this, who have been on an engagement journey for a long time that are mature in this realize it's not just about that, but we need to make it safe for everyone to feel like they can bring mm-hmm. their whole selves to work. They are actually asking us to come out because organizations are interested in why you connect with the strategy of the company, why you want to work here, why, even though it might be really hard and it's not how you prefer to spend 40, 60 or 80 hours your week, why yep. you keep doing it. And we, we typically do it because it feeds our, a little bit of our purpose or our soul or we believe in the mission of some kind. But it also means I feel safe enough to bring myself, my gay male self to work that I haven't quit so far. And so organizations are curious and keenly, um, positively, intentionally interested in what makes you tick in the sense of why you want to work here and why you feel it's okay to bring yourself to work. And there's already a business case for this as well. It's not just employee engagement. If your company is a business-to-business organization or the employer you work for is business-to-consumer, there are supplier diversity, equity, and inclusion requirements before customers or other businesses will do business with your employer. And it's not that they're counting the heads of gay men and like, how many gay men do you have? It's not quite that specific, (laughs) but it is. They want to know where, what do you offer trans benefits? Do you, are you a welcoming and affirming employer? How can you prove that it's okay for LGBTQ plus people to feel safe in your workplace? How many employee resource groups do you have and how active are they in helping you design your products and connect with customers? I worked for a fortune 100 company and it was 2008, 2008 before they even thought about allowing employee resource groups to start. So I helped co-found the LGBTQ employee uh, pride resource group. Um, with several other of my gay friends who were already out. And I found out that that employee resource group helped other gay men, especially gay men over 40, finally come out. They had been at that Fortune 100 company for decades. Mm-hmm. They had been in the closet when you had to be, yeah. not just at work, but in the community. And so I think the more that you see your organization being out or open, or at least willing to have the conversation, that's our invitation to come out in our own way. And I'm not trying to say that every gay, gay male over 40 needs to come out. If you don't feel like it's safe, yep. if you don't feel like it's time for you, if you feel like that you will be harassed or you're going to lose your job, that's a different topic. And that's a that's another uh, podcast <laughs> that's Absolutely. probably on file Absolutely. somewhere yeah. that Rick's already led. But People are probably, and organizations that are led by people, are probably more interested in you being a, an entire full human at work 
than they are wanting you to stay in the closet if you're gay. Absolutely. Well, because anything that you hold back on, it doesn't matter if it's your sexuality or you hold back on some of your values mm-hmm. and beliefs. And, and the, again, we know the workplace is the workplace, but if I can't be fully who I am and I, you know, I, most of the people who listen to this podcast know that I work for another company where we coach speakers on building their speaking practice. And I'm the only gay person in the company. As far as I know, I'm the only one, but I can bring myself fully to work. And it's not like I'm throwing my gay self out there, but there are times where I'll make, you know, some remark like, well, what would you expect other than that from a gay guy? Right. You know, and it's embraced. (laughs) It's like, Hey, you know, that that's just my perspective of the world. And I think if we limit people from sharing their fullest selves from who they are in the workplace, then they're going to not share who they want to be in the worker in the workplace too. Well, if I can't be this, then I don't want to bring my whole self to work. And then suddenly you wonder why you just have employees showing up just to get a paycheck. And it's not that there's a whole thing of, okay, we got to make this, this whole kumbaya, you know, environment, so to speak. Right. (laughs) But the more you limit somebody from being who they are, the more limited my perspective. And I think Jeff would agree with this. The more limit you limit someone, the more limited they're going to show up. They are literally just going to show up to get the job done. And that's all they're going to do. So you have worked Mm -hmm. with several companies Mm -hmm. in that time. What do you think has been the biggest shift other than like the ERGs? So for those that didn't catch that employee resource groups, these are not just LGBT groups. These are groups that, that a lot of employers will create for addressing certain things like, you know, alcohol recovery, employee resource groups, or, um, you know, childcare resource groups and things such as that. But in your years, as you've kind of gone through this, not like you're like ancient and old, but you've had to see some huge shifts of like opening the arms, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think some of the things, the big opening of arms and the acceptance, or at least the curiosity of employers in this space is because one, they know that human being talent is, is not, it's not a commodity. It is still a hot ticket to get the right person in the right role who can bring their strengths and talents and skills and abilities and knowledges to help the organization. And, you know, I, I, I know some listeners will think this is a sweeping generalization, but Rick, I know you probably won't. As a coach, as coaches, we know that gay men, especially gay men over 40, we are probably perfectionists. We probably have a a little bit of um, uh, inferiority complex. We probably have a little bit of um, notion that we have to be more than because people are gonna discount us for being gay. So we've gotta be excellent at something. And we do it with sports, we do with our careers. We're probably over the charts in talent, knowledge, skills, and abilities anyway. And companies really not only appreciate that, they need that from every employee. And we typically have it in degrees and credentials. We've searched for all these external ways to validate that we're a valid person in the workplace. And so one, it's time to let those legitimate things shine. And two, I think what employers are starting to connect with is that if you're a gay man over 40 and you're out, you have already made a huge life transformation. Yep. You have lived through rejection. You know how to create an intention. You know how to coach yourself when you need to, or get a coach when you need one. You know how to survive in tough situations. You know how to manage stress. 
you may not be perfect at it, but I think we're really admired for that. You know, as an internal coach at a large corporation, and I found, you know, I coach mostly straight males, um, not not just that, but I noticed, you know, and sometimes I asked, I asked leaders like, so why did you select me as your coach out of the internal coaches you could have selected? And they're like, they didn't actually come out and say you were gay, but they're like, I know you've done a lot before you got to this company. And I know you've had your own life transformations. <laughs> so, you know, I've been out and open since I was 19. And I think our straight corporate colleagues appreciate that. If you're a leader in a company, the employees on your team want to know that you've been, that you've, that you've been through a life transformation and they look up to that. I don't think they want us to hide that under a bushel, if you will. And I know that corporations really want people who have gotten out of their comfort zone and have done things when it was against all the odds. And when they took a stand for something they believed in and they took a risk and gay men over 40 who are out have done all those things. Another thing I'm noticing is, you know, as an executive coach, companies hire me to coach leaders in their company. Sometimes I do get requests for this person has requested a gay male coach, not because they want me to coach them on how to be a gay male, but they want that point of reference, even if they are not gay, even if they are not male, um, because they, they know that we've done extraordinary things outside of all of the work, school um, you know, typical places where groups get together and people achieve things and they um, excel in their lives. And I think that's really telling. I'm also still concerned that I still get requests from gay men under 40 inside workplaces, and they can be small, medium, or large. I had one in a tech firm uh, last year request me as a, a potential coach. Because even in high tech companies, even in California, even in 2020 and 2021, they don't feel welcome enough to come out or be out at work because they're surrounded by white males or white straight males or straight males Mm -hmm. who are tech experts. And they are, even if they're a white male, they're the minority because they are gay. Yes. Or because they have a partner and because they are a partner and have a child. And I find that uh, disturbing. But I also think that's our call as gay men over 40 in the workplace to come out and demonstrate that one, it's okay. Because if if we still have highly achieving, very smart, wicked, talented gay men under 40 afraid to come out in what would appear to be an open workplace, then we get the opportunity to continue to lay that path down and to say that it's okay and to mentor or coach or guide or just be visible, yeah. just be visible to others. And I think that visibility, I consider that a badge. And this is just my perspective. I consider it a badge of honor, <clears throat> especially being someone who came out late in life and then stepped into this. And I, I felt lucky because the company that I was working for when I came out in 1999 was mm-hmm. very open and affirming even back then. So this was, it was yeah. kind of like the precursor, but we had a predominance of LGBTQ people working in that company. And this is going to sound like I'm stereotyping. I am a little bit, but most of them were in the hospitality industry. So the hospitality uh-huh. industry tends to attract a lot of LGBTQ individuals. And as a supplier to the industry, we 
attracted the same sort of people because some of them have been in hospitality, some of them have been in hotels, and then they became the experts in front office. And then we hired them to, you know, help us implement, you know, software systems and stuff. But one of the things that I found, even as I broke ground, of course, in my own head, I'm like, I'm the only guy that's been married to a woman before and coming out of the closet. That was all bullshit. Once I got out, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <clears throat> I'm not the only one, honey. So get your get off your diva hills and just mix yeah. in with everybody. But it was very interesting to see how embracing they were with me as I went through that very crucial, crazy time of my life. Mm-hmm. And it shows that most companies will embrace to the best that they can. But if you yep. don't show up, they can't really know what's going on. And this is not saying, as Jeff said, this is not mean that everybody who's listening should be out in their company. You got to do what works best for you. And we will probably do a show on why you wouldn't come out of the closet. But I know so many people in my world, and I'm kind of just going to think back to the last time I even saw you, Jeff, in Dallas, I think it was. <clears throat> there was quite a, a, a huge number of LGBTQ folks that represented that year. Mm-hmm. at National Speakers Association. I thought this is really powerful to see this even in that organization that <clears throat> we are showing up, we are saying this is who we are, but I would say that there wasn't really any of us who were like, we're showing up and we have to be seen, we have to be heard, and this is, you got to do this. We just showed up, plain and simple. We just showed up, yeah. <clears throat> and that makes such a difference. I mean, just being there, you know, what was interesting, as you said, Rick, in that conference was even within the LGBTQ uh, group, if you will, there were several who had been um, out in that association for a long time. And what they shared with us was they were happy that there were so many more LGBTQ people in the organization now, but, you know, they really couldn't be the standard bearers and the leaders of um, put it, pulling our group together or helping us communicate or be represented as LGBTQ speakers. There was a whole new generation, and that means even some people like me who were over 40, uh, that said, well, yeah, we'd love to pick up that, uh, that banner and be the people out front and help organize. So yep. this whole notion of giving back or being seen and being present is really important. I know, you know, I've heard it a thousand times. I know you have too, Rick. Well, as older gay males, like gays over 40, we have a lot to offer the next generation. We have a lot to offer in terms of being a mentor or a guide. And I always felt that, thought that sounded like so presumptuous. And so the story I've been telling myself for quite a while is, look, there's no gay um, male that would learn a lot from me. And it's such, it's so crazy to think that uh, what I'm seeing in gay men under 40 is they're resilient, they're competent, they're smart, they're taking care of themselves, they don't need me. So over the over the holiday at the end of 2020, I, I revisited my values for the uh, at the end of the year, yep. created some intentions for 2021. And one of them that I wrote down was service, helping others, mentoring and contributing to a greater purpose. And I thought, you know, maybe as a gay man over 40, I do have something to offer. And so once I just obviously put that out in the universe, um, I found several unique places where I can be helpful in that space. And it's not always to gay men who are under 40, but it can be like a gay man who's worked in corporations since he was 22, a gay man who's adopted a child out of the country back when you couldn't do that. 
right. um, a gay man who, um, uh, you know, went to a, a religious affiliated undergraduate college and still found his place there. So I think what's powerful is that even if you're not going to be out at work, there is somebody, there are some people um, who can benefit from your experience, just your story. You don't have to be the best mentor in the world, a guide, somebody who would listen to a gay man who's over 40, but never done those things before, never been in those situations. And even more importantly, when it's a gay man under 40 who asks for your help or your perspective or your guidance, that you be ready to honor that. You have an intention of, I do have something to offer. And even if I'm not gonna be out at my employer, I can't not help other gay men if they come to me and ask for um, a 15-minute perspective or mm -hmm. what's a resource you used, or I have this one question, what's your answer to that? And so I think as out gay men over 40, we clearly have a lot to offer Absolutely. the rest of the world, even other gay men. And more importantly, I don't think we should assume that the generations that follow us are uh, would be worse off if we didn't offer guidance, if we didn't allow ourselves to be mentors at some point. So I think this whole being out at work is not just about you. It helps others see who you are, learn from you, watch your story unfold, even if you never say a word, and it gives them answers or guidance. Yes. And sometimes the answer and the guidance is literally just how you show up. There's no conversation sometimes that happens. And I, I've told this story <clears throat> quite a few times on my other podcast, Life Uncloseted. I don't know that I've ever talked about it here, but, and, and Jeff being a parent like I am, I think he'll relate to this, but I had just moved in with my partner or we had just moved into our new house. And so our girls were going to an elementary school, literally half a mile away from home. And I worked from home mm -hmm. at that time and had been working from home. So it was, you know, I would go pick them up. I would walk them home from school, all this sort of stuff. And, and I decided, you know what, I've got some time on my hands a little bit. I'm going to volunteer in the classroom. And I remember the very first time I walked in and there is a correlation here for guys. So just hang on to it. And I start working and it's literally me and the moms, right? There's just mm. mostly mom volunteers. And one of the moms who kind of knew me, but didn't know me at well, because this is like pretty early on when I'm volunteering, she said, oh, so what did you and your wife do this weekend? And I said, well, my husband and I <laughs> went wine tasting. And I said, what about you guys? What did you do? I didn't let it be like, let's have this mic drop moment just kind of, and I know everybody in the room kind of heard what I said, but because I just kept going. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly I was like the token gay dad on the mom's crew, you know, like, yeah. Oh, we have a gay in our group now, you know, but it was because I didn't make it an issue. I'm like, here's yeah. my truth. Here's how I'm going to show up. I'm not going to make it a big deal. If you, this is something for you, cause that's something you need to go <laughs> figure out. If this is a big deal for you, you need to go figure that out. Now, if you want to have a conversation, maybe I can help you. It never came up. I mean, yeah. there were a few parents. Yeah, there were a few parents who when we'd go mm -hmm. to things, they'd be like, ah, eh, you know, whatever. And I'm like, well, that's that's on you. That's not on me. 
But I also feel like that story is a good example of how you can just show up in your work world. You just show up. You just mm-hmm. say the things that need to be said. You keep going. And sometimes just mimicking that kind of behavior will be so much help to whether it's another guy our own age, a guy or a gal that are younger, you know, watching us in the workplace. And there may never be a conversation around this. There just may Mm -hmm. never be one. I mean, I still remember, again, I'm going to kind of go back to last time I saw national speakers and you and Rob showed up for the awards dinner and everything. And you were both looking really dapper and handsome and all this stuff. And you could tell you guys were together, not because they were slobbering all over each other, guys. It's just, you didn't tell there was enough, there was enough synergy there that they were a couple. And I thought this is really powerful. This is what it means to just show up in the world and just be who you are. And you weren't trying to make a statement. You were just like, Hey, yeah, this is my, and I know a lot of people in the group in, in the organization know you and like respect you. But I think even when we're in those situations, it's, it's almost like our duty to truly show up and be who we are. It is. It is. And I can't tell you how many times people uh, have talked with me and said, um, I know I haven't asked you this before, or I haven't mentioned this to you, but I've been watching how you've been leading X, Y, and Z over the past several years. I've been watching as you worked in coaching mm-hmm. for the past five years, um, are influenced by just how we treat others, how other people see us carry ourselves or treat ourselves in public um, is a message, whether it is explicitly, I'm a gay man over 40 and I'm out, or I'm proud of myself. I don't hesitate to interact with people. I bring my talents to bear in whatever situation I'm in. Mm -hmm. I don't hold back. All of that speaks. And, and I know this is going to sound also very kind of very narrowly focused and maybe even biased, but as gay men, especially gay men over 40, we have that. We are a unique in a unique demographic of having gone through so much and lived through all, what the decades, the past four decades plus have brought to bear on gay men, yes. on the LGBTQ community, on our workplaces. We're a living testament that we didn't just survive, right. but we're thriving. And other people who don't have to intentionally go through those transformations or have those obstacles are now scratching their heads thinking, especially as a result of COVID, like, why am I here? What is my purpose? If things have been easy for me, if I look around, is this still the job I want to be in? People through the pandemic have been coming out to because they were forced to, Yes. right? Whether they were gay or not, they're coming out to who am I? Why am I here? Do I love the people around me or not? Do I love myself or not? What do I want to do to make a change about that? Yeah. And if, I, if, if this is my last year here, is this the way I really want to live it? And we've already done that. So I yes. think whether you come out explicitly at work or not, specifically at work or not, the whole point that you have so much to bring to your community to friends, to family, to other organizations, to your volunteer work, and yes, to your employer. It's just endless what you can bring. And I don't think we should intentionally hold back. And I think if we live proudly and out as much as you possibly can, other people notice and they are in awe of what you are able to do and who you are able to be. Yes. 
So I'm curious, a couple of questions before we wrap it up here. Number one, <clears throat> you work with a lot of different people, but uh, as you do your work, is there anything in particular that gay men are telling you that they are currently experiencing in the workplace? Because I'm, I'm far removed from it. I mean, I hate to say that, but I, I live in my little bubble in my home and yeah, everything sure. I do, everything I do is virtual and everything yeah. I do for the most part. Well, the speaking stuff, no, I interact with a lot of different people, but I do have, you know, some LGBTQ folks I interact with there. But in general, when I look at my coaching practice, because, you know, coming out coach, gay man's life coach, my world is gay, 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 so to speak. It is, you yeah. know? <laughs> but um, you are in that different world where there's got to be some gay men that you're interacting with. And what are they experiencing in the world? Yeah, I think a couple of things. The one, the one thing they're experiencing from their workplace or from outside themselves, if you will, um, is this um, sense that there are a lot more opportunities, whether it's promotions or different ways of working, working at home versus working in the office, working collaboratively with others, being put on teams of people that are just together for a, a, a brief purpose for a project, but they don't actually report to each other. All that is um, an opportunity for one us for one to be out and to be who you are because those situations are requiring that you bring mm -hmm. the talents and skills and knowledge and knowledge and abilities to all that and you're not asked to be on those teams um, because you don't have those things. Right. And so we're we're being outed and put in different groups and different types of work situations as a result of COVID, as a result of organizations trying to be more lean, more agile, using ad hoc project teams to address one thing for three months and then move on to something else. Right. And I think that's a great opportunity and invitation for us to be out because we're not in the same job reporting to the same person, working with the same people yeah. 40 hours a week anymore. That's kind of the rare part. The second thing that I would point out is what we are doing to ourselves. So what I see more of is that as gay men, especially gay men over 30, we tend to suffer from imposter syndrome. Even if we're out, even if we're successful, we tend to think we're not good enough and we still have to achieve more before we can do more or earn more or get a promotion or to shift careers or to, to do something innovative in our employer, uh, with our employer or in our current workplace. And so um, I know myself and a lot of the other, other coaches, whether they're gay coaches or not, are working with gay men on dampening, quieting that imposter voice, finding what need is unmet because that imposter keeps jumping up. How can I fill that need or dampen that fear and put a few simple concrete things in place so that I shut that imposter up and I can demonstrate that I don't have to worry and I am good enough and it doesn't have to be perfect before it goes out. We, we can take a lot of those unrealistic expectations we put on ourselves because of our being gay and we transferred all that onto all of our work. It's time for us as gay men, especially gay men over 30 and 40, to not put that kind of pressure on our jobs, on ourselves in those roles and really shut up the imposter and smack that imposter down and not let that get in the way of being a great performer and contributor at work. Like we let that voice get in the way of us coming out at some point in our lives. Yeah. One of the most powerful things I feel like we gay men or anyone in the LGBTQ community, 
one of the most powerful experiences I believe that we have as a life experience is coming out. It is mm-hmm. such a powerful thing that if you just for a moment, step back and go, what else did that teach me? And lean into that and then start to think about yeah. of all the things that you did to come out, the resilience, the caring about what others thought, the imposter syndrome, the guilt, the shame, the ability to stand in the face of a big challenge. Think about how all that translates into what you bring to the workplace. There is so much in there. And I'm not saying that makes us the queen divas, but in a way I'm going to say it does kind of make us the queen divas because there's some things that we've gone through. It would be like, you know, thinking, well, just because somebody went through cancer, so what? They have gone through some very challenging stuff too. And I have had more clients I've coached who've been through the cancer who have said, oh my gosh, because I had cancer now, here's what I'm capable of doing. Because it's Mm -hmm. something that taught them what to do. And I think this is something that sometimes we as gay individuals or in the LGBTQ plus arena, we tend to forget that there's so much that we have gone through that has given us these superpowers, so to speak, that we can leverage them in so many areas of our lives. And sometimes we miss the boat and we don't do that. So one last quick question, Jeff, before we wrap it up here, I'm just curious. You've shared so much beautiful stuff here, man. What's been one of the biggest advantages for you being out in your world? I think one of the biggest advantages is that, um, I have been able to finally, you know, focus on things I wanted to achieve for my life when, and, and, you know, that started when I was 19 and came out. And after that, my decisions got easier. Life didn't get easier, but I could pursue all the things I wanted to pursue. I think until we come out, we spend so much time, money, effort, energy, brain space, not pursuing our goals, our talents, our careers, relationships, other things that we think that we want because, or, or know that we want because we're so still so hesitant and unsure about who we are for ourselves or unfamiliar with how the rest of the world will react. Once I stopped making how will the rest of the world react, my number one concern, still a concern, but not my number one concern, then my talents and strengths and energies toward pursuing my career and degrees and eventually finding the people I wanted to date and somebody I fell in love with and having a child, all those things then fall into place, but then I could be intentional about them and focus on them. And I think coming out is like breaking a dam that's been holding up all the best of who you are. And um, like every other minority or every other person who feels like they're damaged in some way, they have to spend so much of their life or time or effort and energy trying to address that or dampen it before they get to do what everybody else does, which is pursue their dreams. That I think coming out means I got to start pursuing my dreams and not let it get in the way or be the number one thing, not let being gay be the number one thing that I was always worried about. And I, you know, for the gay men who are over 40 who aren't out yet, I hope for you and wish for you that you can experience that because you have so much more to achieve and so much more to give back. And for gay men who are already out, now that you've been able to do that, I think it's time for us to turn around and help guide, listen um, to others and let them know that it's okay for them to do that too. Awesome. 
Thanks so much, Jeff. And I really appreciate you, man. So if somebody wanted to like connect with you on the executive coaching level or in any way, what's the best way for them to connect, man? Sure. My, my email is jeff at Nally Group, N-A-L-L-Y-G-R-O-U-P.com. Awesome. And I love this conversation. I hope that any of you guys who've taken the time to hang with us today, <clears throat> you truly realize the value of who you are in your corporate life or your business life or your work life, whatever <clears throat> you want to wrap that up in and truly allow yourself to be who you want to be and give the gifts of who you are, not only for yourself, but for other people. So thanks again, Jeff, for being here, buddy. I sure appreciate you. My pleasure. Thanks, Rick. That's a wrap for 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus gay men, gay talk, where the conversations continue.